Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. You are joining us for episode 312, Menu Pause, with guest Dr. Anna Kabeka. We will be discussing her new book, which features five unique eating plans to break through weight loss plateau, improve mood, sleep, hot flashes, and so much more. Yes, today's episode is going to have a lot of helpful tips and tricks to troubleshoot those weight loss plateaus as well as ensure you aren't falling into the ever-pending holiday season cravings or sugar cravings or falling off track. Um, We're going to talk about different food as medicine approaches, different phases of nutritional ketosis, as well as some delicious recipes. And we love Dr. Anna Kabeka. This is her third time on the Naturally Nourished podcast. If this is the first time you've heard her, you can go all the way back to episode 123, Dr. Anna Kabeka, Libido and Getting Your Sexy Back. And that's where we talked a lot about cortisol and DHEA and the impact of stress on our sexual hormones. You can also check out episode 252, Hormone Updates from Fertility to Breezing Through Menopause and Beyond. And that was over a year ago where we talked about different mechanisms that impact fertility as far as egg health and um, healthy pregnancy, as well as hot flashes, menopause, and so much more. And we talked a lot about her uh, products like Jolva, which is a cream, a topical that supports vaginal healthy tissue and lubrication. Um, And we'll give you resources on how to check all that out at the end of today's episodes. Yes, she is always so much fun to talk to, and her new book is a wealth of information. Before we get into that, let's just have a brief word for our sponsor for this episode, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Yes, I always love when our sponsors are a perfect fit for the episode, and Santa Cruz Medicinals is a fabulous one for today's episode when we're talking about hormonal transition, we're talking about edema and fluid retention from inflammation, and we're talking about the impact, again, that stress is not sexy. So every body is wired with an endocannabinoid system, and this endocannabinoid system has the ability to interact with cannabinoid compounds. CBD or cannabidiol is a non-psychoactive form of the cannabis plant that has the ability to naturally improve moods, calm anxiety, and regulate stress. It actually works to counteract cortisol from being released, which we know cortisol can drive that undesirable belly fat and interfere with sleep patterns and so much more. We love Santa Cruz Medicinals because they do third-party lab testing to ensure that all of their formulas are potent and much more potent than what you'll find on the market, as well as being free of toxins and additives that are used in the extraction process from that whole plant 
compound. Um, the Santa Cruz Medicinals products that are out there include clean tinctures that use MCT oil as a carrier. And even the MCT oil that's used is highly not processed because that it has that UV phytopigmentation where my CBD oil gets pink if I leave it in the sun too long. Um, but that does not impact the potency of their formulas. They have the most potent affordable CBD than any brand on the market that we've found with this purity. Um, and they recommend that you challenge 100 milligrams of CBD a day to see how you feel after a week. CBD does not work at micro doses. And so buying that fancy add-in to your coffee at a spot or adding, you know, 10 milligram gummies or five milligrams or 20 milligrams here or there may not have efficacy in your body. So trying 100 milligrams a day could be done through their deep sleep capsules or their MCT oil or tinctures. And you can use a combination of those dosing based on the back of the product to get 100 milligrams a day and then assess how deep you're sleeping, how calm you feel, how resilient you feel to stressors, and how much less inflamed you feel in your bone, joints, your skeletal tissue, or your muscle tissue, and beyond. Um, so go on over to scmedicinals.com. That's scmedicinals.com, standing for Santa Cruz Medicinals.com. Um, and check out all of their CBD formulas. This would be a great one to add in as we get into the stress of the holiday season. And make sure that you use Allie Miller RD at checkout. When you use the code Allie Miller RD at scmedicinals.com, you will save 15% off your order and you will get free shipping. Again, that's scmedicinals.com. Use Allie Miller RD. Real quick before we read Anna's bio, um, just wanted to mention right now um, when this episode airs, we have $10 off our 12-week keto meal plans. And I can't think of something that goes better along with our conversation today then our 12-week keto meal plans. Absolutely. Not getting in a rut, making sure that you have a plan to follow, making sure you're getting all the phyto compounds and antioxidants. Uh, each week of our 12-week keto meal plan includes a grocery list, a weekly challenge, which might include different forms of how to fast or whether you want to play with carb cycling. Um, each week also is going to have seven plus recipes and is broken down into uh, two snacks and three meals. And we give you a matrix of how to distribute it so that you're able to use your leftovers. Um, I think I said a grocery list, uh, jam-packed. All of the recipes will have food as medicine focus as well. So you're learning about how the featured ingredients actually support anti-inflammatory mechanisms in your body, support hormone balance, and get the best you can out of your ketogenic diet. So go on over to AllieMillerRD.com and check out our 12-week keto meal plans. Use the code KETO10 to get 10 bucks off. All right, I'll read Dr. Anna's bio and we'll bring her on the podcast. Dr. Anna Kabeca, known as the Girlfriend Doctor, is triple board certified, Emory University trained OBGYN. She speaks from experience. She has risen from her own ashes of personal tragedy that spiraled into depression from not one, but two rounds of menopause, weight gain, hair loss, and other debilitating symptoms. Her journey led her around the world to learn about true health and natural healing. Dr. Anna came away empowered with the knowledge that modern medical training and research combined with time-tested wisdom and remedies will yield indisputable results. She is the author of two best-selling books, The Hormone Fix, a groundbreaking holistic lifestyle program for menopausal women, and Keto Green 16, a comprehensive nutritional plan to staying healthy and slim at any age. 
She's also spent years developing and perfecting a complete suite of life-changing products and programs. Everything Dr. Anna develops is part of her own daily routine based on her exhaustive research and never-ending quest to find solutions that help women reclaim their vibrancy, sexuality, health, and happiness. Welcome, Dr. Kabeca. Hi, how are you, Allie? Good to be here with you. Yes, we are stoked to have you on. And I mean, first off, you are the only guest in the history of the Naturally Nourished podcast coming in at 300 plus episodes that we have had a third time in a row. So, oh my God, I am honored. I do we feel should like I should have a badge or make a you a mug or something, yeah. right? I know. Um, it's always your faces on it, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's always such a pleasure speaking with you. And we love what valuable content you share with our audience. So we talked last about a year ago and you were teasing your new book menu pause. Um, but I believe it was still in the works at that time, that episode, we talked more about kind of flowing through hormone change all the way from fertility through menopause. Um, But I want to talk all today about Menopause, your new book and the inspiration behind it. And let's kind of open up with unpacking also the frustrating question of what drives weight loss plateau in women. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it is, you know, I always like to say, you know, so many pieces, it's not, and it's, we know so clearly that it's not about eating less and exercising more. That's the no first, that can get you into a weight loss plateau really, really fast. And, um, and so we want to look at, there are many things that can affect a weight loss plateau, but often it's doing the same thing, expecting, trying to expect different results. And it can be the, you know, we, we eat the same foods each time. And it's so important to cross train your diet. Like you would cross train your exercise routine to help keep the flexibility in our digestive system and our metabolism and our mitochondria. And that's the critical piece with hormones, especially as we're aging, it's a decline in our anabolic hormones, decline in progesterone in testosterone and DHEA. And those, those are huge contributors for our muscle and our muscle mass and our metabolism. And so in the perimenopause, 35 to 55, that's a big contributor. So we have to use food as medicine to, you know, um, oppose that, to work against that or to sidestep that natural fact. And then the third thing that I see often that creates a plateau is uh, food sensitivities, big time food sensitivities. And oh my gosh, we were talking before we recorded about Italy. And I, I, I have to tell you a story about my food sensitivity in Italy, but yep. that's another big one. Yes, totally. Um, let's cover maybe um, some of the, the different plans and how you might have someone cycle through them or at what times you'd consider, you know, transitioning from one plan to another. So you've got five plans. So things are definitely not stagnant, these different ways to kind of shake things up. Yeah. And, and the reason I wrote menu pauses, cause with my first book, the hormone fix, and then second book, keto green 16, the keto green lifestyle, that's been part of cleaning up our diet, healthy, right? Healthy fats, high quality protein, intermittent fasting, lots of good greens, vegetables, herbs, spices, fermented foods, the things that our gut thrives on and the, and the, you know, nutrients, the micronutrients that our body needs. 
And, and of course, getting into ketosis periodically, that's a, that's a really big piece of this. But as you know, people progress, they'll hit a plateau. And so these are the five, these are the five main interventions, let's say the five main pauses I had them do um, to break through a plateau. So for different, different people, these are the five most common ones. So the first plan, I call it keto green extreme. So it follows the keto green lifestyle. So again, two, three meals a day, no snacks, you know, intermittent fasting, drink between your meals, optimize oxytocin, the hormone of love and longevity and a very alkalinizing hormone of our body. So those pieces, lifestyle and food. So you have the keto green, but the extreme plan is also autoimmune, um, follows the autoimmune protocol. So no nightshades. That was a really biggie, you know, nightshades, no seeds, no peppers, no eggplants. So that's very low inflammatory, really good if you have Hashimoto's or autoimmune issues, that's the plan to start with. And the second plan is because sometimes people have been doing keto or carnivore keto and they have issues with, or they've struggled with constipation. And one thing we know that plant diversity increases gut microbial diversity. Uh So the second plan is completely plant-based and it's also high, you know, healthy protein, healthy fats, because many of our vegetarian vegan eaters anyway, are eating way too many carbs. So this is a healthy keto green plant-based plan to improve gut microbial diversity and also help with constipation. So that's a biggie on that one. Yeah. I love that. And so what proteins are you leaning on in there and, and do macros get a little bit higher carbohydrate because we're often leaning to a protein source that has carb in it, as opposed to that first tier. Yeah, there's, um, there's a variety of different ones, but we have some, some legumes in there and like black soybeans, for instance, high in protein, low in carbs. Um, there's some chickpeas in there also, you know, a little higher in carbs, but good quality protein. And there's for like, sometimes we'll recommend fermented tofu or uh, miso. And I'm trying to remember what other proteins I put in there now, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> there's no fish though, right? And no eggs. It's a true. No, no fish, no eggs, no dairy. Yep. Oh my gosh. Let me pull out my warm mushroom salad. Like I have yep. a warm mushroom salad in here. When I saw tempeh in the tacos, which is a fermented soy. So, you know, that works towards reducing the anti-nutrients of the soybean when it's in the tempeh form. I saw that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I have it like a tahini cauliflower soup. So, so with diversity and then also working to get protein in there, but it, it's a challenge too. red lentil sure. and squash soup is another good recipe. Yeah. And so, um, good visuals in there too, by the way, like the, yeah. uh, good photographs. So beautiful. I'm like, what do you want to put in there? I'm on to the next book. Oh my gosh. Can't do that yet. No. <laughs> and what's the third phase? Let's talk about the, the third plan. The third one is more of a carnivore plan. So it is uh, is really carb restricted. And so it's nose to tail carnivore. Cause some people say, Oh, I'm just going to drive through McDonald's and get burgers. And right. With a bun. I'm like, yeah, that, I, I don't even want to think about what you're doing to your body, but what gets measured gets managed. So let's, let's look at that, but nose to tail carnivore. So there's healthy, healthy recipes in there that, you know, that really are um, supporting the carnivore lifestyle. And the reason, you know, I included this because sometimes I had to pause all vegetables for clients. 
So mm-hmm. just like Brad had to pause all meats to really create some diversity and, and alleviate some issues, support the gut and estrogen metabolism with the plant-based switching all the way, the other way to pause all plants because their bodies were so torn up. They couldn't digest it from, you know, the, just the wear and tear glyphosates, chemicals, et cetera. And so the carnivore plant, if you struggled with psoriasis, if you struggled with eczema, I mean, that may be the place the plate, you know, you can't, if you eat a vegetable, you blow up, this is a place to start because we want to include the organ meats that your body can digest and, and get the nutrients that it needs to support itself with. Love it. Yeah. So we've got keto green, extreme plant-based and carnivore. What's next. And then we have the cleanse keto green cleanse. So it's six days and each plan's only six days. So two 72 hour cycles for gut re-epithelialization, right? For the gut mucosa to uh, repair itself. It's 72 regenerate 72 hours. So the, each plan's only six days. And so the fourth plan is a six day cleanse, which is a lot for people. And it is a protein and there's protein shakes. You're still getting reparative protein. So it's meant to be a restorative cleanse, bone broth in there, smoothies, a lot of alkalinizers, but easy on digestion. Very good. Especially if you're dealing with adult acne, skin issues, aches and pains, the cleanse is a really nice one to go to. Love it. And then what would be the fifth phase, the fifth pause? Pause, yeah, is we have to actually add back carbohydrates because many people sometimes get stuck. They've been doing keto, carb restricted, or they're stuck in whatever camp for so long. And this is a beautiful plan because sometimes I've had to add back like sweet potatoes and grains and certain individuals to help them, you know, to help them get a good night's sleep, to help support their body's metabolism, to flex them, right? That flexibility. And so the um, fifth plan is a carb up plan. So I think of my sweet potatoes, my shakshuka. I think about, I mean, there's all kinds of good recipes in there. Yeah. Butternut squash. I saw, so we're getting a lot more tubers and starches. And, um, when we're looking at these plans or pauses, um, I think of, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm curious how you apply them for readers or, or listeners or clients, as far as how they cycle through, do individuals spend three weeks out of the month, generally in one phase. And then like during a luteal phase for a cycling woman, they would do that, um, you know, carb up plan or, um, how, how would give us some examples of how someone, are they pulsing one week per plan or how do you kind of use this in a couple examples? Yeah. So you can definitely, if you're menstruating, the carb up plants, great for the week before, during your period, right. Then like that week leading up to your period, the carb up plan is perfect for that. And then the other times in your cycle, I mean, you can really fall cycle through each of the plans or see which one you need help with. Like if you're really struggling with, you know, constipation, or you've been eating unhealthy for a while, you may just rotate between plant-based and cleanse for a couple cycles to just really work on supporting gut health. And, but I, I put them in an order. So I also have a quiz and, and I have a quiz, the menu pause quiz, and you can take that quiz and, um, and see which one, you know, based on your answers, maybe the best first one for you. But I really feel the order I put them in, it's really sound. So starting with keto green extreme, moving into plant-based, going into the carnivore, doing the cleanse and then carving up and see how you feel journal with each of those plants because sure. body's healing through the entire cycle. 
Absolutely. And it's enough time to experience that dynamic of having that double 72 hour window. Um, so you're not getting too much kind of overlap, I suppose. And then you can both check in on how you're feeling physically inflammation, gut, what's going on in your skin, but also just if you feel satiated and if you're enjoying that type of eating style and, you know, troubleshoot from there. Yeah. And then you can go back and hang out in that type of plan longer, but it's often to heal what's broken so that we have the flexibility in our diet. We're not down to only, we can only eat three pieces of lettuce per day. Right. right? We have both worked with clients like that and it's devastating. So working through this kind of flexing can be very healing too. Yes, absolutely. And, and I imagine the carnivore plan is a good place for starting with like someone with food sensitivities, as you mentioned, as one of the big areas of plateau. Well, they're all gluten-free, dairy-free. Okay, great, great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and the majority sound like they're keto-based, except for maybe the plant-based goes a bit higher carb, depending on the protein selection. Um, and the carb up plan obviously would be for cycling out of keto. Um, let's just address real quick why keto and what's your reply to a client that's like, okay, I need to lose weight, but I'm just not sure I want to do keto again. Maybe I've tried it in the past and yes, it worked, but it felt too restrictive. Um, why do we end up coming back to that style of eating? I think because, well, first of all, probably got stuck because you end up getting comfortable eating the same things each time. And then it's just a matter of boredom. Right. And then of course, like I would say there's keto and there's keto clean. You've got to add the herbs, the spices, the alkalinizers, the fermented fruit foods to support your gut bacteria. Otherwise your brain will say, this isn't good for me. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. enough serotonin. So we need to add those plant-based foods. I mean, women, especially men, they have 10 times as much testosterone. They have more protective uh, hormones in that way. But for women, especially this is important. So adding more, doing a plant-based keto week and, um, switching things up, having different recipes to try and to look at and say, okay, what's what meal plans. And I think that was the big thing with me writing. The reason I wanted to write this book was because I wanted simple flex opportunities and just laid everything out. So the meal plans listed, what do we do? You know, I'm a busy single mom, right? Running a business and, you know, kids all over the place. So in high school now, and thank you, God, horses in the, at the ranch and all this good stuff. So having it written out so it's easy and um, what does the plan look like? What foods, when, and that makes it easier. And then you're not trying to create, just eat hamburgers all day or, or whatever it may be. You've got to change things up and that's for health. And, and so that's, the beauty of, of the rotate, you know, rotating through the different plans. And then I would say, you know, the reason we go back to keto, because it is the way we're designed to eat, honestly, mm -hmm. in a healthy way. And it is important for brain fuel and for menopause, perimenopause. I say, it's not just a good idea to go keto green during perimenopause and menopause, but in my opinion, clinically as a physician, it's mandatory. It's mandatory. And if you're dealing with PCOS and fertility issues, I know that I'll get, you'll get better, healthier eggs when we do the keto green plan. So this is, it's not just a good idea. It's physiologically sound. Yeah. I love that. It's mandatory. I think that'll be our pull quote. <laughs> <Mandatory>. <laughs> but you have to rotate. There are times you got to no. 
No doubt. No doubt. Um, but that's a constant, right? It's like, well, you're going to get muscle sparing effects. Well, you're going to have, <laughs> and we go through all of the mechanisms of leptin and this, and this and that. And it's like, it's worth it. And right. that's why and we just need great. To, you felt, <laughs> we just need to break up with that linear start stop and find a better dial of continuum. And so I think taking this phasic approach really allows that flexion, um, and can help people from staying so rigid and, and falling off if there's no place to fall from, you know, per se. Right. And then cortisol issue too, right? Too, too much strain, stress, even Absolutely. worrying about it's cortisol issue. Yes. So speaking of cortisol and stress, we are approaching the holiday season as this episode airs. <laughs> so we're all feeling the, the fight or flight fun of the holidays, I'm sure. Um, and with holidays opens up Pandora's lid of all of the sweets and treats and cravings and nostalgia. I would love for you to share three ways for someone to stop cravings. And then I also want you to share your cravings cure. Yeah. So my cave cravings cure is it's okay. So this is something I, I learned and gleaned way back in my medical practice. So when you have those carb cravings, those sugar cravings, one thing I learned is that your body is actually craving fatty acids. Mm -hmm. You know, especially the carbs come in and it's just that quick fix. You get out of ketosis, you're glucose driven, and you've got those cravings and willpower is physiologic. So your body's craving healthy fats, fatty acids. So, so this is my cravings curve. So nothing to eat 15 to 16 hours. So intermittent fast from dinner the night before to, um, for 15 or 16 hours, just wow. water in between that. And then drink four ounces of pure cod liver oil. I like their Nordic naturals. It has the orange flavor or lemon flavor, and you can put it in the fridge. I know four ounces of cod, yep. li cod liver oil. It looks like beer. So just use your mind to play some games with it. So four ounces of cod liver oil, you can put a squirt of lemon in there and you drink those four ounces down to break your fast. Mm, That's yum. a lot of gulps. And then you say follow <laughs> with a bite of, of a lemon. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, have your lemon lemon chaser. You can put salt on it if you want. And then wait an hour and eat a, a green leafy salad, lots of vegetables, some broccoli sprouts in there, some olive oil. You can use some balsamic vinegar and, you know, just or apple cider vinegar even, and then some vegetables make a really good hearty green salad. And you break your fast with that. Your blood sugar is going to be super stable. Yep. You're not going to be hungry. And that is, that is really the carb, the carb cure, carb the craving. Carb cure. We, we yeah. usually just say eat a tablespoon or two of coconut oil and yep. wait. Yep. <laughs> That's more hardcore, Anna, but I, sure I like is. it. So hardcore. <laughs> and but uh, it works when you, and I, you know, when you are driven by those carb cravings, yes. I have my cousin here in, in Dallas and she was saying, I just can't help myself. There's all this stuff at the house. I'm like, well, first of all, get the heroin out of the house, the, yeah. bread, the cookies, the pastries. I mean, that's heroin. I, I couldn't do it. Get it out of the house. Number one, number two, you've got to do my carb craving cure. And she's like, what cod liver oil? That stuff's nasty. I'm like, I will do it with you. And I'm like, I've kind of been putting it off, but I'm going <laughs> to do it this week now. <laughs> Love it. And you even do, I mean, a, a little kind of mini version of that, not with the cod liver oil, but I love your 
uh, lemon flush or liver flush, liver, lemon flush. I'm not sure what you're calling it. Um, with the olive oil and lemon to start every day. So you're still getting a delivery of that oleic monounsaturated healthy fat to kind of set that tone for the palate and also drive that liver gallbladder flow. So doing that as kind of a micro level could also, I'm thinking over time help with cravings. Oh, that's definitely going to help. And that's part of the cleanse. So the six days in the cleanse, that lemon, lemon liver flush I means some, so many times I get such resistance from my audience, like, oh, there's no way I can drink that. And plus I make them blended and it has some of the rinds in it. Yeah. And it's, it's just really yummy. And, and let me tell you afterwards, they're like, can we stay on this? How long can we stay on this? I'm like, uh, forever. <laughs> I was just happy for you to get through it for six days, but every once in a while, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's that little blend that drink. And it really is so supportive and satisfying. And so you're not hungry either during the cleanse as well. Yeah. And getting that white pith, you're getting that nobelin and quercetin and camphorol, a lot more antioxidants from those bioflavonoids for seasonal allergies and inflammation. And I think that's something I'm going to bring into my, we do a full lemons in our adrenal rehab. Yeah, shape, yeah. Yeah. But I've never just done straight up with olive oil. So I'm going to, no, I'm going to start busting that out <laughs> oh, Yeah, and blend it up. And it's just so good. I mean, it really is. It, yeah. And you can batch it. So that makes it even easier. Totally. Oh yeah. Totally. Just store it in a ball jar. That sounds great. Yeah. Actually. Um, let's talk about maybe a few other approaches to halt cravings in their tracks. So the craving secure cod liver, obviously that's the most hardcore approach, <laughs> um, trying the <laughs> olive oil and lemon flush and, and obviously getting the stuff out of the house, like you said, um, just take it out of the house, but what are some of your other, um, techniques or go-tos when someone is dealing with significant cravings, especially around like holiday parties and celebratory family meals and things like that? Yeah, this is really great discussion because it, it is uh, all around us. And I'm so happy to be celebrating and company and good company again. The first thing is that number one, go hydrate yourself, prepare yourself, really get keto green ahead of time, have a meal before you go out to have a party or have a keto green shake before you go out to the party. So you're not just ravenous and grabbing for what's there. And then, you know, again, hydrating, drinking plenty of water and wrecking, you know, eating additional fats ahead of time too. So that's a great time to have your half of a avocado and put, pour some olive oil in there, salt, pepper, and a drop of vinegar and eat that, you know, eat that as a pre-party um, uh, planning preparation so that you're really not going to be grabbing so hungry and have those cravings. Physio willpower is physiologic. So as we get keto green, as we get a healthy, um, we're healthy into ketosis, we're going to have less cravings. But once you start, I mean, because we want to feast during this time too. So your favorite foods, being able to have control and eat a slice of pie, a sliver mm -hmm. of pie, not the whole pie. I mean, I, I say this with compassion because I've been there and, and you don't want to have to rely on your willpower. You're like, Oh my God, I can't eat anymore. You know, you have to focus on this is it. I'm enjoying this. This is beautiful. And you have your, you have maybe a fat bomb, a dark chocolate and some good keto desserts too, that you can enjoy. So you're enjoying the season, enjoying the environment, and then not getting into a carb coma as a result of it. And then really sinking down to a negative spiral where you feel like I'm off the wagon again, enjoy yourself, have fun, use a positive mindset, 
prepare ahead of time, do a, you know, do a shake, hydrate, 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 because, and watch your alcohol content, because as much more alcohol you drink, the more your cravings rear their ugly head too, and your willpower declines. No doubt, no doubt. And I love the bringing a dish to pass. I have uh, so many clients that tell me that one, one nurse practitioner, because you know, those nurse parties, yeah. <laughs> those nurse gatherings are <laughs> oh, no, everywhere. Yes. She works at uh, Texas children's and um, she's like, you know, they're always bringing all these things. And whenever I bring my kale salad with the cannellini white beans and the parm and the fresh lemon, everyone wants to eat my salad. Whenever I bring your recipe from here. And, and I think that's the best way because we're able yeah. to share what we're passionate about and all of the foods that we eat and all of the recipes you have in menu pause are delicious. And people will enjoy them. And so why not also support them in having some food as medicine to offset all of the gunk? <laughs> you know, I think bringing a dish is totally the way to go. Yeah. And then, you know, that you, you have something healthy to go with too, and that's your backup as well. If there's nothing there that, you know, that you're going to enjoy eating or you'll suffer the consequences with like for me, dairy, if there's, you know, if there's dairy cheese on every food, like that would be something I can absolutely not eat as much as I would want to. Was that your Italy trip up? Oh, that is so my life. What happened? <laughs> I got to tell you about this. So I went to Italy for my birthday. It was a beautiful gift. And um, so I um, was there with a good friend of ours, a mutual friend. So JJ Virgin's there. I'm going to rat her out. And she's eating this cheese. And I'm like, JJ, because I've, I've been dairy sensitive and, you know, for over, you know, that all my life, but I recognized it, gosh, over, over 12 years ago now. So I've been pretty clean. And I know that when I eat a little bit, even if there's like pesto with Parma, yeah, uh, we'll gain three pounds the next day. I'm just so sensitive. And I'm like, JJ, you're eating cheese. And she said, yeah, well, this is a two milk and I can tolerate it here. I'm like, oh, you can tolerate it. I can tolerate it. Let me see if I can tolerate. So, oh my gosh, the cheeses were so good and the wine was so good. And it, um, and before you knew it, seriously, you guys, I, um, I was swelling. I was more than, you know, a few pounds up, but my ankles were so swollen. They had pitting three plus pitting edema. Wow. And to, that's what we use in medical terms, three plus. So it means I squeeze my ankles, my fingerprints stay there, stay there. And uh, like you have that imprint for over three seconds, you don't have the elasticity where you pinch and it responds. So it was three plus, and it was up to the tibia from the ankles to the, you know, pre-tibial, really a significant amount of edema. I haven't had that much edema since I was pregnant with my first daughter right. in 2006, <laughs> right? It was terrible. And I was like, ah, I really can't. I can't have any, like, I think that was, you know, we'll experiment every once in a while, you know, have something that, you know, and, and because it was a few days in a row, I think that just destroyed, destroyed my gut. And so sad it was really, really sad, but yeah. Now, you know, <laughs> you know, now we'll know. note that now in know. the, the no go, like not worth it. Indulgence. Right. I think column. That's, that's yeah. interesting though, too, during the holidays. Cause we always talk about that, Becky, like right. for me, gluten is the one that like Right. I cannot, I, I will feel the presence of razor blades in my intestines. If it's cross-contamination, if it's, you know, so for me, it's like, it's a big leap. I'm going to do an extra scoop of GI lining support and take my digestive, which has DPP four for me to just scrape the pumpkin off of the pumpkin pie, <laughs> you know, like right. that would be aggressive, uh, choice <laughs> and maybe not a safe choice for me. And so we always have to kind of trade off that 
do we want to go from feeling vibrant and amazing to mediocre and, or do we want to risk feeling shitty at worst? Um, and so that, that food freedom thing, sometimes restriction and being vigilant creates the most freedom in your body. And I think that perspective is healthy and and a good one to maintain throughout the holidays as well as, you know, really honoring the vehicle of the body and how you want to feel in it throughout the holiday season. Right. And honoring, honoring, if you know, you have a food sensitivity, think like it is the not worth it. What's a good substitution for this that I love, like the pecan pie or, or the pumpkin pie, what crust can I make and how can I make it dairy free? You know, what can I do to make it the lowest sugar? Even in my book, menu pause, I put in these almond fig scones and some great treats and you make such great treats that are keto and good. And, and, you know, so having, those backups, making a crust, that's a nut crust. Yes. And so you can enjoy it. And I think that's, that's the piece of the holidays that's, you know, makes it still fun. And at the end of it, you're like, God, I still feel great. And I feel like I've had all my favorite comfort foods and I feel amazing. Yes, That's what I want for everyone. Totally. And I'm curious while you were on your trip, I'm sure you had all of your supplements and obviously JJ probably was loaded up too. What did you do to kind of reset? Like once you recognized, oh my gosh, look at my ankles. What do I do other than drink water and try to kind of flush this out? Um, any tools that you use for resetting from a a food sensitivity or a flare up? Yeah. I wish I could say that I had my stuff with me <laughs> should have known better, but I did at the beginning of the trip, but by then I had already given all my like mighty maca packets yeah. <laughs> away and Jolva. I had no more Jolva even like, what do you have? Oh my God, give me Jolva. And so anyway, but, um, and, and the, the real ankle edema took about three days to show up. So I didn't even have JJ with her enzymes in her pocket. And I, um, but as soon as, as soon as I, one thing while there, definitely eating more digestive foods. Mm -hmm. So bitter melon bitters, you know, adding, uh, bitters to my food. That was really key and ginger. So really focusing on food as medicine, making that intermittent fast a lot longer. So fasting more with water, just water. So that was really key. And then when I got back right into the six day cleanse, I mean, yes. I was right <laughs> yep. extra bone broth and yeah, bone broth, smoothie, keto green smoothies and lots of mighty maca probiotic. And I, you know, yeah, but let me tell you, you couldn't see the bones in my ankle and I'm so happy to have my pretty ankles back. Yes. <laughs> Go get a pedicure to treat yeah, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> those ankles. Yeah. It shows you though, the, the body has memory, right? So if, like, if you introduce something, it doesn't like, it's going to um, show up to create a war against, against that. And our bodies are, are organic matter. They're fragile too. And, um, and I think one of the big pieces also that added to the, the food sensitivity was that I'd learned while I was there that my cousin, who's like a sister was in the ICU And so I flew right from Italy to uh, Harlingen, Texas to go see her and to be at her bedside and do what I can do. And the thing is like what I recognized because with, you know, with swelling, edema and our modern medicine, you guys, like we have to do everything we can to stay healthy, not to, not to slip and to have fun and to enjoy ourselves because, you know, 
it is our modern medical system is still so archaic, Allie. It's so archaic. I mean, she's yeah. on multiple polypharma and no two medications have been studied in one person, mm-hmm. let, let alone a menopausal woman. And so when you're on like seven, eight, nine medications and they're treating this to, to help with that, it's, it's, it's tragic. It's tragic. And it's a, it's a downward cycle and there's the pain component. And so it really broke my heart to, to, you, to see her in that way, but also just the stress, the cortisol, plus yeah, the sensitivity, that was the dynamic duo. I think if I didn't have that stress, I may have been able to eat at least one more piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. No, the cortisol driving and and exacerbating the edema for sure. And, um, I'm thinking also, as you're noting kind of some of the food as medicine things you did that you probably sipped some more tea. I think of as tea as a really, you know, favorable diuretic for us. And I loved in your book, how you talked about a detox. I've, I've kind of used that approach, but never called it a cute name, like a detox before. Let's talk about that and how that could be applied and who's a good candidate to do a a detox. Oh my gosh. So that's like, actually, it's so funny because there were six chapters in my six day, six menu plans. So the um, publisher made me take out my sixth chapter, which you guys would have loved. You guys, because ah. it was totally a detox. <laughs> it was really a water fast and tea fast. Yeah. And so they made me take it out because they're like, oh, there's no humans that can do that. <laughs> no <laughs> recipes really. <laughs> right. It's so easy, but yeah. So there's so many botanical teas we can use for menopause and mm-hmm. something, you know, I'm first generation American. So my mom would always say, use this for this or that for that. But like something that I grew up with was orange blossom extract and rose water extracts. And those are just so beautiful. So I put those in here. So if you like make a, uh, my mom would call it cafe blanc. So white coffee, and it's just hot water with a few drops of orange blossom essence in it. And it's so soothing and so relaxing and it smells good and it's just good for your body and it's something different, right? And um, and so, so that was kind of the theory behind this is to bring some of that, that culture and from around the world, because I have the whole thing on menopause around the world, to bring some of that into our daily lives. And so like orange blossom water is good. It's high, um, uh, it's relaxing. So it has a natural sedative. So it can help with anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. Rose water is great for digestion and it's very hydrating. That's why it's in water bottles for spray onto your face, right? Mm -hmm. It's very hydrating. It's so good. Oh my God, I'm going to use some now. (laughs) It's also been shown for, so for skin, but definitely for digestion. And something like rosemary that grows, can grow like a weed in our yard. I mean, such a hardy plant. Everyone should grow some rosemary. Right. And it's so nice to put a sprig of rosemary on your food when you're cooking your fish or your beef or, you know, put some rosemary on, but also rosemary tea. And you can just dry some rosemary and just steep with hot water and steep it. And that can help with your blood sugar. And it's also been shown to help with mood and memory. So I love just the concept of having a a T-tox and just doing that for, you know, one day or maybe three days. What if we did a little longer? Right. Yeah. And we'd probably encourage maybe layering in bone broth to meet some minimum protein needs. But I think that that could work really beautifully. And often I'll have a three o'clock set snack for a client where I'll have them 
sip on tea and, you know, we'll eat, we'll talk about the benefits of different forms. Maybe we want that AGCG for body fat burn from the green tea. Maybe we want the rooibos for a higher antioxidant push. Um, but often paired with GABA calm yes. <laughs> and that just yeah. takes away that mid afternoon hunger impulse control, and just kind of allows them to find a, a rewriting of a new habit, which I think is always helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's a really big, I mean, that's so, that is so good. And thinking about the supplements, like healing the gut with glutamine, mm-hmm. I use, I use my mighty maca plus for detoxification and alkalinization, fish oil supplementation. I mean, just like the little things that can go a long way in keeping our body healthy, the little ads that we can do that make a big difference. Yes. I love it. Let's, let's hit on alkalinity actually. Cause I know this is something you've talked about both times you've been on the podcast prior to this and in all of your books, as far as I know. Um, but let's just kind of bust the myth of, you know, alkalinity doesn't matter. Let's talk about why it matters and, and, is an alkaline diet legit? Like, don't we have a respiratory system and kidneys to balance that acid and alkalinity in the body? And how do you address that? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we are, like I said, we are nature, we are organic and we are born in an alkaline environment. So the womb, the amniotic fluid of the womb is really, really alkaline. If you were to use a pH strip, you would see that it would be a heavy, heavy blue, very, you know, eight, 8.5 alkalinity. So there's something to this, right? Our skin's acidic and the vaginal mucosa is acidic to be a first line of defense for bacteria, viruses, and, and, and parasites, right? So that we have this natural bodies, different places have different pH. The stomach has to be tremendously acidic and, um, and the cell matrix has a pH too. And that's something that we really have to pay attention to, especially as we're stressing our body in one way or another with diet or mindset or exercise, et cetera. So I always get the question about, well, isn't the, is it the alkaline myth? And I'm like, our, well, I'm not talking about blood pH. Our blood pH will stay the same until we're really sick or, you know, or in cases of starvation or in cancer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so there are situations, certainly food and, you know, or deprivation induced nutrient induced acidity, where you can get into a significant acidosis of the blood. And as a physician, if someone came into my emergency room and they were crashing, they were, you know, passed out or, or really crashing quick, I would run, we would order a blood gas, arterial blood gas. And that's where we're measuring the blood pH. So as, as close and quick as we can get from arterial blood, blood pumped fresh from the heart, we put a needle in the radial artery and draw out some blood, rush that to the, um, the, uh, pH gas analyzer, and it measures your body's pH. And what that shows is that it should be slightly alkaline. And if it's somewhat acidic, you're in a uh, acidotic state, and that is critically detrimental. And we push IV bicarbonate, okay, baking soda, IV bar- bicarbonate into that IV fluid to resuscitate you right away. So, so that's the extreme. I mean, to get to that point, it's severe, but there's little, there's little steps in that direction. If we don't have the minerals to maintain our body's pH, then we're going to 
you know, raw Peter to pay Paul to keep our blood pH stable, to keep all our cells stable and healthy. And so, so what happens when we have, like, say, for example, if we're, we're doing keto long-term and we're not getting, we're not eating organ meats and we're not getting minerals and nutrients that we may need, or we're eating unhealthy or we're, uh, whatever the situation may be, can be eating too many sugars and carbs and sweets and food sensitivities that can all increase acidity. So does, I mean, oh my gosh, you know, some of the healthy foods, mm-hmm. but, um, can create too much acidity. So you're eating very highly acidic foods and that's part of the picture, but if your body's got to alkalinize the calcium, sodium, chloride, potassium interchange across cell membranes, and that's your minerals. And if you're not getting them, you're going to have leaky cell membranes, which leads to inflammation. And your body again is going to rob Peter to pay Paul to keep that intro, like uh, that matrix fluid alkaline. So that's the key, but now what happens? So that's a long discussion on the best I know of physiology, but the, the, what happens is like on our urine pH, our urine pH is a biomarker. So our urine pH, is going to be a reflection of what we've eaten, but also our um, environment. If we're stressed because hydrogen, like you can be eating the best alkaline diet. You can be eating all the plants, be completely vegan, vegetarian, and your urine pH would be acidic. And why would that be? That would be because of cortisol because cortisol increases hydrogen ion secretion across the renal tubules. And you'll see as a biomarker, your urine pH is acidic. And also what we know from science, scientific studies and clinical uh, research is that a higher urine pH greater than seven. So a low urine pH is, you know, anything below seven is acidic, above seven is alkaline, seven is neutral. So, but we know from science, a, a urine pH of seven or greater, you have a significantly decreased risk of heart disease, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, cancer, osteoporosis. And that's part of this picture. So it's part what we eat and it's also the cortisol oxytocin balance as well. So that's why this, the concept of alkalinizing, and I'm a scientist, I was a scientist before I went to med school and I did research in physiology, exercise physiology and respiratory physiology for the US Navy and diving medicine. So under extreme conditions. And so really understanding where we can push the body and what we need to do to recover the body. We've got to recover quick, especially when we've stressed. And so one of the things that I, you know, that just recognize through this process of, of getting keto alkaline is when I started my own keto journey, I was very acidic and I was like, what is going on? And that's where I recognized I needed to add the alkalizers, but I didn't want to risk bumping out of ketosis because my brain felt better. Right. And I wanted to lose the extra weight I gained. And so adding the alkalizers back between the herbs, everything I write about in all my books, adding these backs, the sprouts, the cruciferous vegetables, the leafy greens, the beet greens. I just had some Swiss chard with some onion, um, with some kefta for lunch, like something like that. So adding those, making sure that I'm balancing out the nutrients in my plate and supporting my gut and my cells, that was a really key piece. And the more alkaline I got and stayed in ketosis, the more 
and you know energetic the more turned on the more on fire i was right like the brain lit up my moods leveled out i experienced what it says in the bible the peace that surpasses all understanding and and that was at a time when i was in a, a chaos but yet I had the peace that surpasses all understanding. So that smile, that resting smile on your face, and that's physiologic. So getting to that place is powerful. And I said, my gosh, is it just me? I mean, you guys, is it just me or is it, you know, something else? And that's where I took my program to my eight most difficult patients. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put you guys on, on what I just put myself through to quickly lose weight. And I just feel better than ever. So it was the beginning of my keto green and my magic menopause plan. So my eight most difficult clients did met in my living room. Every, this is 2014, 2015, met in my living room every week for eight weeks and had them testing their urine and it just changed their lives. So it wasn't just me. And then not, now it's been tens of thousands of, of women. So, yeah. Yes. I, I love it so much. And, you know, we kind of call it the Mediterranean keto plan, but so much overlap in these ideals of, yes, there are benefits of nutritional ketosis, but we still have to focus on what we're eating and yeah. still have a high ORAC score, high phytocompound, high antioxidant. Um, and we just, that's why we just love what you do. So we know our whole audience will love all of the menu, all of the menu pause recipes and have fun cycling through the various phases and seeing the feedback of their own body. I think that that's going to be really fun for our listeners. Um, let's make our mouths water. Um, tell a, our audience why they need your book, just recipe wise. What are three recipes that people need to know about and must make ASAP? Oh my gosh. I've got so many good recipes, but the one I just made, um, for lunch, what's my kefta recipe. So it's a mixed beef and lamb <clears throat> ground. And then you add in parsley onions. You can add some tomatoes into there and spice, all spice. It's different names for it. Seven spice, all spice, mm -hmm. aromatique. It's another like spice. You can add in some salt and you can skewer it or cook it in a, you know, just put it in a plant a pan and cook it. Or I made it into like, um, almost look like hot dogs, but I grilled them on my, I grilled them real quick. And then like tabbouleh, my tabbouleh recipe is amazing. Oh my yes. gosh, you guys will love it because also the dressing, it's the lemon juice, olive oil, salt, garlic dressing that you just like, you end up craving that you can put that dressing on anything, but let me tell you. And then the tabbouleh is just parsley, tomatoes, onions, and broccoli sprouts. So again, for estrogen detoxification, so many health benefits to broccoli sprouts, as well as parsley, it's a natural diuretic. So especially before your period or anything, you can use a, a good tabbouleh. So there's no grains in my recipe. Right. And so the bulgur, I love the use of the broccoli yeah, sprouts. So it kind of mimics it visually, you know, the, the yeah. photo in there is beautiful. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. And then I'm going to end with my almond big scones. <laughs> Yeah. They're so yummy and you can do all different things with them. You can make them into scones. You could make it into like a flat, almost like a flat pastry and, and put vegetables and, um, on top of it and, you know, cinnamon, you can put cinnamon and, um, spice on top of it, cinnamon and nutmeg. It's great. I mean, it's just beautiful. Um, yummy recipe. And it's a nice one. My kids love it. It's actually so easy to make. 
Yum. You've got our mouths watering for sure. And oh, so boy. many other amazing recipes, really beautiful photos as someone who takes the photos for our blog and books and whatnot. Yeah. Um, gorgeous photography for sure. A book worth adding to your collection. Um, tell listeners anything else they need to know about menu pause and where they can find all of your goodies. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank you. So with menu pause, it's a book that it is, it's beautiful color photography, heavy, substantial, get it for yourself, get it for your friends and do the plans together. It's really, it's really fun that way. And then you're creating healthy community. Look to your community to see, to see what you're, you know, going towards. And you want to, you want to be a pillar certainly of your community and surround yourself with the healthiest people possible. So there's that. And then come join me at my website is easy. It's dranna.com. D-R-A-N-N-A.com. And I am the girlfriend doctor on Instagram and on TikTok and on Facebook. And I have a thriving community on Facebook called the Keto Green Community as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the Naturally Nourished podcast again. Um, today was an awesome conversation and we know our listeners are going to find a lot of value. We hope you have an awesome holiday season and I'm sure we'll chat with you again next year. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Now I'm looking at some of my recipes. There's the pumpkin mango mousse. I think that's a good seasonal recipe. There you yeah. go. <laughs> gosh, there's a good one. Keto almond delight. I go right to the, I go right to the keto sweets. I love them. I love dessert. My mom was a baker. So I'm really like always looking at modifying things anyway. <laughs> thank love you it. guys for having me on. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank All you right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.